Welcome to Planner Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica McWilliams. Behind every planner, there's a person. And behind every person, there's a story. In today's episode, I share with you a conversation slash interview I had with a planner uh, member, not like there's a club, but a planner community um, participant named Amy. And she is known online as Beloved Plans. And she and I are just getting to know each other. However, you may recognize as you listen, we both have Minnesota accents and live probably less than 20 miles away, but have never met. So you'll get your full share, fair share of yeah, yeah, so cute for sure in today's episode. So please don't play a drinking game every time our Minnesota accent flares up because it may um, cause some damage. So But she isn't just here for her Minnesota accent. She's much, much more. She's a creative type that has a talent and desire for efficiency and automation. So she is kind of like the best of both worlds. And she tells us some... so many things about her life. Please listen to the whole episode. It's pretty cool. Everything from how she loves handbags to how she plans one-on-one time with her children that include travel and how she finally got her husband on board to use the cash envelope system by following this social media financial blogger that has large arm tattoos. Amy, welcome to Planner Lifestyle Podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's funny that we're just a couple of towns away, but yet we've never really met in person yet. I know. I was excited when I found your podcast that you were from Minnesota because we have similar accents. (laughs) Yep. So you're going to get a double dose of, oh, yeah, you betcha today, listeners. Totally. Some of my listeners might be just getting to know you for the first time. So can you kind of give us just a brief introductory bio? Yeah, you bet. So, and I am pretty new to the planner community. Um, I just started my planner journey, as I call it, back in February of 2019, even though I did start using like a planner per se or be a planner for as long as I can remember. I've always loved paper planners, all of that kind of stuff, even ever since I was in high school, I can remember. But Um, I'm a very digital person as well. I'm very techy and nerdy. So I've been using like a Google calendar and all of those things, but I knew I would have an easier time probably with a paper planner. So I uh, just kind of ventured into that this last year and finally found one that works for me, but I can get into that more later. But I live in Rosemount, Minnesota, and with my husband, Tony, we have two kids. My son is Tyson and he is um, almost 15 and my daughter's Bailey. She's almost 11. And then I own a um, photography business as well in the area here. Um, And I have a real estate photography business too with a a business partner. Yeah. Well, go ahead and say or share like where, um, so I said you were beloved plans, but like, where is your major platform? And then also share your company name. There's plenty of Minnesota listeners, so they might want to check it out. So right now I'm on Instagram and YouTube mainly. Um, That's kind of where you can find the majority of my plan with me videos and just different videos about how I use my planner. I do also try to post um, as many of those as I can to IGTV, again, under my Instagram handle, which is Beloved Plans. Um, Yeah, and then my photography business is called 10 Tiny Toes Photography, and I've had that for about 10 years now, a little over 10 years, and I mainly do newborns, babies, kids, and families. So so yeah, that's kind of the gist of me. That's so cute. Ten tiny Thank toes. Oh, well, I have a terrible last name. My last name sounds like Lamaniac. That's how it's pronounced phonetically. So I was like, nobody wants to bring a maniac or bring their baby to a maniac. So I was like, I better come up with something else. Lamaniac. Mm. <laughs> Ten tiny exactly. toes it is. That's very sweet. You must be having to tote around a bag do you do you have a studio where they come to you or do you go to yeah so I started in a a home studio at my house and then now I have a retail space so yeah I do have big big old fat camera bag and um, fortunately most of my gear is kept up at my studio but I go back and forth my studio is right like two minutes from my house so I do go back and forth a lot too where is it uh right I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. Rosemont, but like, wait, oh, like yeah. tell me it's, where it is. Cause like no one else is going to be like, oh, it's exactly. by the Wendy's or something. But like, yeah, I no, want to know. It's right in downtown <laughs> Rosemont. So I'm right. There's like basically one main intersection in the downtown Rosemont area. It's kind of an older part of town. So it's mm-hmm. right there. It's right next to the post office for anybody that's familiar with the Rosemont area. 
Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's kind of like a little, it's it like is. a little downtown, but not like super touristy right, downtown, right. old town down. It's just like, literally just kind it of It is, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before all the suburban stuff came in, so... <laughs> Well, that got me thinking about your gear bag and things like that, because I want to play What's in Your Bag, where you detail the contents of a planner. It could be a planner bag. It could be your photography bag, whatever you want to tell us what you're walking with. Um, All right. Well, I'll kind of go over like my purse bag, because that's the one I carry with me the most often. Um, So I have to use a pretty big purse, I'd say. So right now, obviously, my planner's in there, Um, probably, well, my cell phone for sure. Um, I also like to keep my erasable, a couple of erasable pens in there, an erasable highlighter, um, my keys, obviously, um, pair of sunglasses. I'm trying to think what else. I just, re- I just moved it back into my other purse from my after my trip. So, um, yeah, that's or it's business cards. I'd say for sure those, and then just like gift cards and that sort of thing. Kind of boring, but that's about the usual. De- definitely the planner though. What size planner? Like, what planner are you? Do you bring around with you? Yeah. So right now, I'm using a classic sized happy planner from like my catch-all planner, and I'm a big Franken planner. So uh, everything I've pretty much had has been in that classic size because I like to kind of mix and match those different sections into the one classic happy planner. So how big is your purse? Because classic happy planners take up some real estate. I know. Well, and that was kind of the struggle I'd always had for years. Is like. Some of these planners are giant and like to keep the whole, if they're bound and you can't, you know, take any pages out to keep that whole planner with you can get really heavy. Um, so that's what I liked about the happy planners. I can take pages out and make it a little bit, um, you know, less thick, but I use right now I'm using like a Michael Kors kind of tote bag. Um, and then I have like an insert thing that I actually found from eat, pray, plan is her name on Instagram, Rebecca and she posted about it and it's like this felt insert and it's the coolest thing ever. Um, and you can like put all your stuff in it. And then when you change purses, you just take the insert out and put that into your new purse. So I'm been kind of playing about myself a couple purses for Christmas. So I've been kind of playing around with some different sizes to see what's going to fit all my stuff best, but it's pretty, it's a pretty big like size. I'd say it's more of like a tote. Is it kind of where it's like it doesn't zip on the top? Like the um, – what is the one that everybody loves? Yeah. The catch-all or whatever, the Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Whatever. I, yeah, it's not as big as the – what's it called? Never full or yeah, yeah, like that. Catch-all. <laughs> um, it, yeah, catch-all. Yeah. Never full. Yeah. Yeah, I did – when I was out of town just this week, I did get a Jet Setter one, which is I think like the Michael's Kor- Michael Kors version of the Never – never full or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was a good size. It was, it was better for travel. I would never carry a purse that big, I don't think. But yeah, it's I'd say it's a little smaller than that size, but it seems to be working pretty well for me. So are you, it sounds like you are like into bags. So are you, is this a like a, oh, yeah. a collection that you have? Are you, you know, I guess mm-hmm. it's like a whole community of high-end purses, right? Oh, <laughs> like know, right? either if you're bu- buying, selling, trading, collecting, yeah. Right. So I found a, like a site called Mercari where you can like sell your like old bags and clothes and all this stuff on there. And I had started selling some things before the new year. And I, so when you sell something, they deposit the money into like your account. And though I happened to find like a couple purses and I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try these out and they are a great deal. So I don't know how people get them so cheap, but not my question to answer. Um, so I ended up using the money I'd made selling stuff to just try a couple of these. Normally, I love purses, but I don't usually – I like, I'm not a Louis kind of girl mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's way too rich for my blood. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know, like, a good quality purse will last you a long time. So I'm going to try to actually change purses once a month. I used to kind of do it more seasonally where, like, I'd switch to one in the spring and then one in the summer – but I'm going to really try to do it like once a month so I can just kind of have a little bit more variety. So we'll see. It's kind of a newer thing I'm trying out with these nicer ones. We'll see mm-hmm. how it goes. Well, that's a- it's kind of expensive though too. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a really great way. Like you said, <laughs> if you can sell some things and, um, you know, put it back into yeah. trying something else. Um, we have exactly even turnstile or like some second hand or mm-hmm. whatever. Not second hand. I guess it is second hand, but. Yeah, or like consignment, consignment yeah. or that kind of place. It's a yeah, good way to yeah. check that out. 
Um, I like Dooney and Burke bags, but I'm not oh, I love those. really a collector. Yeah. And even the things that I've had have been like the really low, like entry level. Like the only thing leather on totally. it is like the binding, like that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, but it's too right, right. Like, I'm not like that with yeah. anything else in my entire life. Like I, even my planner is super basic. So I, know. I don't know. It's kind of fun to play yeah, around. No, that's, I totally get it. Well, we're really close to this outlet mall that's in a town called Egan. And um, so, like, I buy all my bags there. Like, I don't go to, like, Nordstrom and buy the brand new. Like, I'm a total bargain hunter. So that's why I like the Mercari thing because, like, the bag I got was normally 400 bucks, and I got it for, like, 120 So <laughs> it was a good deal. Oh, yeah. And it was brand new with the tags on and everything. So that's usually the only time I'll kind of splurge is if it's a really good deal. Have you gone <laughs> to the Kate Spade store at that outlet mall? Is that, does that turn your head at all? Like, do you have a Kate Spade planner? (laughs) I don't, no, I don't have any Kate Spade stuff. I do love her stuff though. And like how classic and simple it is. Um, But I I just haven't tried it yet. I was a big coach girl for a while. um, Mm. And I still have quite a few of my coach purses that I got a couple as gifts. um, And I do love those and how they've held up over the years. It's just hard because the styles change so quickly too. So I'm finding that if I get the more classic styles, those are probably going to last a little bit longer for me and I'm not going to get sick of them as quickly than if I get something like super trendy, you know, <laughs> or bright oh, or. I, yes. And that's, you know, that's a not an isolated issue of built in um, like turnover, you know, by the time it hits the shelf, right. they're already working on this like kind of engine to make you want a different color <laughs> or something or totally. a different totally. font, yes. you know. Yep, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like well, everything, though. That's clothes. That's shoes. That's everything. <laughs> literally everything. Yeah. Or even paint colors. I'm painting the I have yes. uh, two 10 year olds and we're painting and uh-huh. I, I just think back and I'm like, I think the color of the year is some like blushy peach. And I'm like, this is yeah. my bathroom in the 90s with seashell wallpaper right? and seafoam green accent. Yes. like what is happening yes, you know so totally. you realize I know. yeah it's totally this whole big cyclical thing but you know it's it's yep. refreshed and refined and it has a new take and I I mean For I sure. love the visual creative yeah. and you know it's partly why we're probably somewhat both in the creative planning end of things mm-hmm. because those things catch your eye and they you take joy yeah, out of and they're fun uh, mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah totally um, but even when I first started getting into planners, I, I also like a deal. So I would be at the thrift store a lot and I would see, this is like 2015, 16. Okay. I would see a lot of ring planners that people were ditching, like, yes. you know, cause it's some big honkin, um, yep. Franklin Covey or whatever in Burgundy or it was just like, ugh, who right. wants that? Just totally. Dated. Yeah, yeah and, totally. But then it's like even just now, four years later, it, uh, I was like, "Oh, okay." So now we're doing forest green. All right, let's do this, Navy. Great. Come on, Burgundy. Where are you? You're around exactly. the corner. I know you're coming. Like, <laughs> whoa, yep, totally. I know. It's like you may as well just buy it and just wait a few I years, know. you know, and it'll be back in style eventually. Well, yeah, one of the nice so things funny. about what the um, planners that you use, the Happy Planners, is um, that. They are a bit more on the affordable side, I would guess you yes. could throw out there. Depends on like, yeah, really how many are. you get, I guess. If you get well, 100 yeah, of them, but they're not. But Right. Yeah. The sticker books are where it gets expensive, unfortunately. <laughs> the planner itself is not that expensive. It's all the accessories. Oh, yeah. Well, and some, I, I was talking to someone one time, and they're like, well... <laughs> I could have had like a down payment on my car, but I have happy planner stickers. So yeah. I so know. I know yeah. that budgeting is something that is in your purview or that you were interested in the budget mom. Mm-hmm. Could you unpack yeah. that for me and like how you combine that Absolutely. with your, or like who that is and like how you do that with your yeah. happy planner? Totally. So um, a friend of mine told me about her, or I think I stumbled upon her on Instagram. I can't remember. But yeah, her name is The Budget Mom. And she um, she's really active on uh, Instagram and has awesome YouTube videos. And I had been looking for a way to really just like crack down on our budgeting and our tracking of our money and all of that stuff. And her um, 
the way she does it, her method is you budget by your paycheck, like based on when you get paid versus like every month. So my husband and I are both in, he is a personal trainer at a gym called Lifetime. So his checks are twice a month, but we never really know how much they're going to be. And then same with me being self-employed, my income fluctuates a lot throughout the year as well. So it's really hard for us like to, I don't, you know, we don't know what our income is going to be every month. It just kind of, there's so many different factors. So the traditional way of budgeting didn't really work very well for us. Like we've done Dave Ramsey and all of that. Love the cash envelope system. So she actually uses um, this uh, budget by paycheck method, it's called. Um, And she incorporates like some other elements from Dave Ramsey, the debt snowball, the cash envelopes. Uh, But it really stuck out to me as being like, I think this could work for us. So in October is when I found her. And that was kind of when I first started using it. She, um, She has like a paper workbook you can buy, but she also has a printable version So I, um, knowing I had my happy planner and all of that, I decided to purchase her printable version. And I think it was like $35. It was pretty inexpensive. And then I just um, print it out. Normally it's an eight and a half by 11 printout, but I shrink it down to 84%. And when I do that, then I'm able to use my um, punch that I have that punches happy planner holes. Um, And I just punch that and I ended up adding a section into my catch all happy planner. So I will keep the current month of my budget pages from her workbook in my daily catch-all planner. And then I do have like the next three months printed out that I keep. I just had extra happy planner discs. So I put those, um, I punched all those pages and put those on discs. So then I have those as well. And then I'll put my past months in there too. So um, it's kind of a, it's still newer because it's only been a couple months I've been using it, but I've been posting a lot of videos um, as I'm working through the budgeting and just updates and stuff on my YouTube channel with how it's working. Um, and so far, so good. My husband's on board with it, which is half the battle. Um, and it, it really seems to be working. It's really eye-opening to see like where all your money's going, especially around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as in as January. It's like the bell tolls. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Hope yeah. you had fun because the bills are coming. Yeah. but it- I know, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah. So I really loved like marrying those two things together. And there's actually quite a few people that do that. And so it's been really fun to see just the different ways that people use their happy planner with her system. Um, and that's what I love about the happy planner stuff is you can just make it work for you however you need. Mm -hmm. But you're also cutting paper when you do that printable. Do you have a paper cutter that you love? Do you, are you, I do. How do you get it down to the class? Yeah, I did buy, again, on Amazon, gotta love that place. Um, and I always link in my videos, like all my favorite planner products. So that way if people want to see which one specifically I'm using, there's links in there. Um, but yeah, I use a paper cutter. It's just a really inexpensive one that I got on Amazon, one that not even sure what it's called. It's not a guillotine one, but with the little slider, I guess sliding cutter, something like that. Um, but yeah, so there is that part, which is a little bit of extra work, but print them two-sided. Um, and the nice thing with her printable is she does send you the file version where you can, it's intended to be bound. So like the pages line, I guess like the the margins line up really nicely so that you're not cutting like you're not cutting into where the text is Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so she did include that version of the printable as well so yeah and some people will print out like at staples and have it bound there but this just seems to work for me and I love that it's undated um, because I could start it in October I didn't like so many planners you buy them in like October and then you're like okay now I gotta wait till January to use it and then the novelty is kind of worn off by the time you get around to it but I love that hers is undated because then I can use it like year after year. Too. I was going to say it's kind of evergreen, like right? It's kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I just. Yep, exactly. So I love that about it too. Yeah. Then then you really see the value, you know, of for $35. Exactly. Really stretch that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I know I've, I've we've saved way more than that. So it's definitely paid for itself. And then. Oh, hey, that's excellent. Yeah. Are you doing, yeah. does it, you mentioned like the envelopes and some other things that mm-hmm. she she does, but did you, I'm sorry if you had said this, but does she do ba- the baby steps too? Or is it a, kind of a different yeah, thing? Yeah, so she, yeah, no, she does like the kind of the baby steps too. Um, she doesn't lay them out necessarily in that exact order. Um, I'd say she's more of like loose, loose baby steps. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely all about paying off her, paying off debt mm-hmm. though. Like that's the number one thing. 
And then as far as like, you know, um, what to throw money at next, whether it's investing, savings, um, you know, paying off the mortgage, that's kind of where she gets a little different than the Dave Ramsey plan. Um, and, and what I like too, is she's just like, do what you need to do. Right. Like, cause all of our needs are different. Mm -hmm. So like maybe some people have like a car payment, but the interest rate is super low on it. Well, maybe it makes more sense than to invest that money. So it just, there's so many factors that go into it as far as what's going to be best for everyone's personal situation. And I love that. It's not like you must do this or it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. A little but bit for mm -hmm. us, the cash envelopes have been huge. Do, yeah. do you, yeah. did you make your own buy them? Did you order them? What, what cash envelope? <laughs> or is it just more theoretical for you? Like how are your cash envelopes packaged? I actually, yeah. So I, she sells some printable ones on her shop. So I did purchase a couple of those. She also gives you some free ones when you um, buy the printable workbook. And then she has a whole library of free um, printable resources as well when you buy her her workbook that you have access to. So I printed out some of the free ones on there. Then I also went on Etsy and Etsy has a ton of, I just searched for printable cash envelopes mm -hmm. and Etsy has a ton of those on there. Um, so that was, so that was a nice place to be able to get those from. Do you have a puppy? And that I do. Did you hear him in the background? I'm so no, sorry. My I'm like him. puppy. <laughs> I have like puppy fever. So tell me all about what kind of, what, oh. is it a dog or a puppy? Yeah, it's a dog. Yeah, we yeah. have a dog. No, he, so we have an oldie English bulldog and he is seven. His name is Maverick and we, ugh. He drives me crazy. Him and I have a love-hate relationship, but no, he's he's good. We had we had another bulldog as well, an English bulldog that was a rescue, and we just lost her at the beginning of May this year. So she was like my special girl. Mm. So now I'm like, well, I have to love him. He's all I have left. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we love him. He's he's just he's kind of like a crabby old man in a way sometimes. Mm -hmm. So him and I will just like you know, buttheads a lot of times. He loves to like steal our spots on the couch. And when I try to move him, he gives me the stink eye and all of that. So, Well, I think um, English bulldogs kind of look like crabby old people anyway. They kind of do. Yeah. They, they kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's hilarious though. He's kind of a doofus too. So he keeps us laughing. Oh, are you going to add on to your pet family? Like you had two before? No, I don't No, I don't think so. Two was really hard and she had a lot of health issues. Um, she was a puppy mill rescue. So that was just, yeah, it, it, I loved having her, but I think just right now with our kids being older and they're really busy and all their sports activities, my son's in high school now, um, you know, we're starting to like do a little bit more traveling and just be out of town more. It's it's like having another kid that you can't take with you on vacation all the time. So you have to like board them and um, it just, it, it's a cost thing. And um, yeah, just, I we went through, a, a, we've always had a dog. We've been married for like 18 years. We've always had dogs. But when we first moved to Rosemount, we had about three years before we got Maverick. And, um, and it was, it was fine to not have a dog too. Like, yeah, I'm kind of allergic to him, so that's part of the reason I'm like, yeah, it could be fine. Oh, yeah. That one. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But my uh, my kids are like in love with him, and my husband is like constantly looking at the rescue website and like, oh, look at this one, and I'm just like, stop looking. Mm -hmm. This is how we got into the mess before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I have a friend like stuff. your husband, and she yeah. has the rescue. I think hers is a French bulldog was a puppy oh, mill and it was a girl because it's really yeah. sad when they are the the yes. because they're like little hind legs are like with the oh, bulldogs yes. they aren't very good at giving birth or whatever like it can be really hard no, on them they have to have a c-section yes yeah. and if they're not yeah. given one properly at, or at all right you know so then yep. my friend has this little honey and all her nipples are like mm -hmm. four inches long <laughs> she yes. can't hold her pee oh. and we're like oh honey She's like an old lady. Very yeah. much like an old lady. Um, can't really see, you know, but she just oh, has that heart. There's some yes. people are so empathetic and they just can't help it. They're just like givers and like take carers and they're so sweet. I'm very grateful for people like that. But. Well, and it was so funny because our other bulldog's name was Lola and 
the way like we had no intention of getting a second dog because my husband had had two dogs before and he's like it's twice the work twice the poop twice the food twice the dirty house all that um but a friend of mine from high school was fostering um secondhand hounds is the name of the rescue we got ours from and they had rescued like nine bulldogs from a puppy mill it was like an estate they were auctioning them off because the guy who ran the puppy mill had died so the rescue went down there and they were able to buy, I think, like nine or 10 bulldogs with fundraise dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought them all up here and they were being fostered. And the girl I went to high school with was fostering this one. And her name was Bailey Buttons. And my daughter's name is Bailey. And um, we saw her face on a Facebook post she put up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, we this is meant to be like, we have to get this dog. So <laughs> I know. So, so next thing we know, here she comes. So but she did ultimately end up dying from having so many surgeries. She had had two litters of puppies in the puppy mill. And she was only she had just turned two and we got her. So they really like worked her hard. And um, she had, you know, a spay when we got her. And then she had had an obstruction surgery about a year and a half about two years ago now. Um, and so like, she just had so much damage in her system that we weren't able to save her, unfortunately. So, Aww. you know, and they were like, she won't survive another surgery. So I was like, Oh, it made me, made me really mad though at the puppy mill. Cause it's like, had they had, she had a better surgery, like she might still be here. Mm-hmm. So, well, you showed her girl, love but for the days that she years. had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sorry to take that sad turn. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be my show if we didn't sit in some hard feelings <laughs> for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotta have some feels. Gotta have some feels. Um, well, you was talked about boarding your dogs while you're on vacation and you were recently in Texas. So what were you doing yeah. in, down in Dallas? Uh, so I'd never been to Texas before, but one of my best friends and her family, they moved down there in August. She just had had enough of the the winter weather in Minnesota. We had a really brutal winter last mm-hmm. year with all the snow, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had been talking about moving down there for years and moved down there with her family. And her daughter um, is around the same age as mine, and they had been really good friends. Aww. So my daughter and I were like, hey, let's go down and and see them and we've never been to Texas and check all that out and they live in North Dallas so I, it was funny because I kept joking we never even saw downtown Dallas once when we were there so yeah. but there's just so much to do there and we had we had a ton of fun and rang in the new year with them and and all of that so yeah it was kind of just a little mother-daughter getaway to see good friends oh that's so fun what that's such a great time of her life like age-wise to take a trip like that yeah. like that's really impactful I think when adults spend time with you at that age and they like really see you and like treat you like oh yeah let's you know you are right not like you're an adult because you still aren't but just kind of you know mm-hmm. a little bit more well and I'm realizing too like one-on-one time with my kids is really important um, especially as they're getting older now, like when they're together, they are at this age right now where they are bickering and calling each other names a lot and all those lovely mm-hmm. things that kids do as they get older that are normal. Um, but like I took my son to Chicago in August, just him and I, to we went to a Cubs game and did some sports stuff and all of that. But um, so that was really special, especially right before he went into high school and got the teenager attitude and all of that mm-hmm. fun stuff that seems to be here now. Um yeah, so then I, I'm just realizing like those are really quality time trips that we're, we're we've been doing. So I think now for 2020, I'm gonna try to do like not every year, but maybe every other year, do something one on one with them like that, just them and I, because then they get to choose, you know, what where we eat, what they want to do, and um, they don't always get that when it's all four of us together. We gotta make everybody happy then. You were in Chicago uh, with your son, but did you also go to yep. the Chicago Planner Conference like like February of 2019? I did not go to that one. I didn't even know it existed oh, yet, okay. but I am. I was lucky enough to get a ticket to go to the one in 2020. So I am super excited to go to that. I've never been to a planner conference or I've not even made it to any local planner events, actually. So I'm hoping to make it to a local event before this, but... Um, yeah, I'm really, I've heard so many great things about the Chicago one and it's such a quick, easy trip for me from Minneapolis. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to be checking that out in 2020 at the end of February. 
I know you said you hadn't been into local meetups, but and this is your first like planner event ever. Like, yep. Oh yeah, wow, what ever. a bang! We'll get in with a. I know. Get in with a bang. Yeah, I. I know, right? I yeah. Know. There's so many though. Oh. I never realized how many planner events there were. It's a whole industry. Like it really is. Yeah. It's like this whole. Well, it's funny when I was in Dallas, my friend. I was because I really. So it's kind of funny. I haven't told a ton of people about my whole planner life mm-hmm. um just because it's been kind of nice to have it be my own little corner of the world and not have to worry about like judgment or people being like oh great here she goes with another venture or whatever because mm-hmm. I tend to have a lot of little like things that I do um so I've just kind of kept it quiet I've ch- shared with close friends obviously and that kind of thing but um so it's just it's just funny that like nobody really knows about it so when I was in Dallas I, I was telling my friend about it and she was like, well, I want to go check it out. So we went to Michael's and she ended up buying like a little happy planner. And um, she was like, wow, there's this whole world <laughs> of people that exist. And I said, I know. I said, I rarely go on my personal Instagram anymore because when I, for some reason when I'm on there, I don't like, it's fun to see everybody's posts, but I find myself falling into that comparison trap a lot. Mm. But on my planner account, I never feel that way. Like, there's so much positivity and encouragement and just everyone's uplifting each other. And I know there's probably occasional drama, but personally I've yet to experience that. Um, but yeah, it's just such a positive place to be. And I love it. Like it's so, and I never knew it existed. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the planner community. Um, yeah. it's. I know, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I've come up with different ways of telling people. Um, I've tried to get, like make an elevator pitch kind of not that I'm pitching it mm-hmm. but like because right a snippet so I just sometimes yeah. just try to compare it to something else I'm like it's just a niche hobby that I talk to people who right. do the same hobby and to see yep. their story behind not just their hobby yeah. and they get that then exactly. then they can say oh okay you're, you're talking about people's lives on your podcast exactly Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because planning can be used for so many different things. And I think when people initially hear the word planner, they think, oh, your calendar and your to-do list. And then that's it. Yeah. Like how far can a conversation on (laughs) Outlook go? Like, Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, That's so funny. But yeah, we can totally geek out about um, paper quality. And even maybe like you mentioned, you're really techie. So you had spent some time doing digital planning. Now mm-hmm. getting into the happy planner, um, do you ever see yourself going full circle and going back to digital planning, but the creative digital planning? You know, I did try like one, I don't know if it was a website or an app or something. I tried that that had like digital stickers and all of that in there. And I'm on my computer a ton for my photography business. So I think I, I'm like, I kind of will end up just getting too distracted when I try to do that method of planning. So, I mean, right now I'm, I would say as far as my calendar goes, I'm still pretty much strictly digital because we have a shared family calendar. Like I have like seven Google calendars. You don't even want to see it because it makes people freak out because they're like, what is all that? Like, well, that's all the ones I'm subscribed to for school and sports and all the different things I have going on. But so what I put in my planner is kind of just the stuff that affects me. Like if I have to bring a kid somewhere my appointments like so every week I sit down and print or I'll look at my Google calendar on my iPad while I do my planner so um, I'm still kind of hybrid as far as the calendar goes the to-dos though for sure the tasks that was the main thing that I kept having trouble with figuring out a system I have tried so many task management systems that are digital because I'm like well I'm on my computer right like it would make a lot more sense to just have digital tasks but for whatever reason the paper is what works best for me. I don't know if it's because I get that gratification of just checking things off or if writing it down makes it stay in my brain better. I'm not sure what it is, but I've literally tried every single to-do and task management app out there. (laughs) And I keep coming back to the paper for that. Well, let's talk about your paper. So when you're in the happy planner, so when you do a task list, um, what kind of layout are you writing on? Are you just doing like happy notes paper for that? Are you, do you have a skinny mini for that? Like what, where do you put your to-dos? So I just, I was using a horizontal classic happy planner um, for the whole 2019. 
And now this week I moved into my new one, which is actually a lined vertical. So I'm using the Glam Girl lined vertical layout. Um, And so that has like a kind of like a box at the top of each day. And then just every line is blank pretty much underneath that. So um, what I tend to do is just keep all my to-dos in my classic planner. I've been really trying to put the things on that list that I know I can get done that day. And, you know, cause we all have like a hundred to do's in our brain. Right. But putting, I don't want to have to rewrite those every day and, you know, look at them and be like, Oh my gosh, I have so much to do. So I've been really trying to break it down to kind of that top three each day. I do um, have like, I do the skinny insert sheets um, that from the happy planner and like for my photography business, I will keep lists on there because I love that I can pull that out and move that week to week. Cause sometimes like the whole workflow process for a photography shoot, it takes, you know, two to four weeks sometimes. So from the te- so I can kind of track where we're at as far as their orders and when things have shipped out, all of that, where I'm at in the whole process, I keep that on the skinny, um, just the extra insert pages. And then I can move that throughout the weeks in my planner. So that's worked really well for me too, to just kind of have those lists going. Um, and then my like other to-dos and, you know, like things I have to get done, I'll write in the weekly spread part of the the classic planner. So do you have a separate planner as well for your photography business? Or is that mostly, do you like to clients book online with you or like, or do you just kind of track tasks, like you said, in the little insert? Yeah, I do mostly the tasks in the insert. I have a whole client management software, cloud-based software that I use. Um, and I do have an online booking system. So that feeds like to the Google Calendar and that sort of thing. So I really don't, I haven't set up a separate planner for that just because I've been doing it for so many years now that it's pretty much a well-oiled machine. Um, so I don't feel like I have to track it super closely. It's more like, especially in November, when there's so many orders coming in because of holiday photos, like I have a list of everybody's, if I've sent them their digital images, if they ordered product, like when I, some stuff I have to do design time in. So that whole tracking process is what I do on that skinny Mm -hmm. insert kind of thing. Um, How long did it take you? Can I ask you some productivity questions? Okay. Of course. Um, just because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that listen and or we can always take any little tidbit and like apply it to our own life, even if it's not photography necessarily. Right. Sure. So yeah. um, how long did it take you or could you describe the process of getting it to that oil oiled machine? Like what would sure. you say to someone who's just starting and is like, you know, I don't know. What would you say? I don't know where to start. Yeah. 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 So for me, I'm weird because I love the business side of things. And a lot of photographers or people in the cre- in creative fields, they hate the business stuff. So they hate the marketing. They hate the like, you know, minute tasks of respl- replying to emails and they just want to do the creative part. So I'm kind of weird. My degree is in business administration. I've always like been in administrative roles before I owned my own business. So that's kind of my wheelhouse. So that helped, I would say, tremendously. So if you have a knack for that kind of thing, awesome. If you don't, because most creatives don't, I would say find some, find out, I always tell people, figure out what you hate doing and outsource it. Like there's so many virtual assistants out there. And I know that that's an extra cost, but freeing up the amount of time and like the mental stress of knowing like, oh, I don't have to do my books this month because I have a virtual assistant doing that. Um, or out like if you hate doing editing outsource that there's tons of great resources and now with like everything being virtual you can pretty much outsource anything you hate doing other than taking the photos off you yeah. <laughs> I think that's just so, called like, a certain, that's just yeah. called an employee like yeah exactly exactly yeah, so, you. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly I'm outsourcing that to myself so yeah I mean it just took a lot of trial and error I would say I'm a big like processes person um, so, you know, I, when I first started my business, it was digital actually wasn't as prevalent back 10 years ago when I started as it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more about like prints and I used to do exclusively online ordering. So that workflow was a little different than what it is today because now today I do in-person ordering where people come meet with me. And I will say that has 
shifted my business entirely because um, I'm more in control of that process and not waiting for people to order. And then the the link expires and then I go, go, go back in and remind them. And so that just doing it in person has solved a lot of those issues for me in my business. But yeah, so it just, it just really came over time and just kind of going back and reflecting like, okay, was this working? Was this not working? How can I make this more efficient? I'm really into efficiency and trying to do things as efficiently as possible. Probably goes with my tech side as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was constantly trying to be like, okay, like how could I, how could I automate this? So for example, when a client books through my online booking system, they get an automated email confirmation. And then I have it also set up where they get a reminder two days before. And then the day after their session, they get an automated email that says like, thank you so much for the great session. Here's the link where you can book your online or your online ordering or your ordering session rather. Um, so that way I'm not having to go in there every day after I have a shoot or however, maybe two a week. I'm not having to remember to go in there and send those emails. It's just all automatically happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So just little, finding little things like that where it's like, okay, how can I make this more simple for me, more simple for my clients, um, that sort of thing. Because in photography, especially, or a client services type business, you're basically repeating the same process over and over again with people, right? So mm-hmm. you're you're scheduling, they have the same questions, they, you know, that sort of thing. Like setting up a phone call with people has been great ahead of time because it's just a lot easier to answer their questions over the phone versus sending 20 emails back and forth too. So... Um, so yeah, it's just, it's a lot of just like learning as I went, um, and just tweaking and figuring out as I go, but everybody's different in what they like to do as well. So like I said before, if, if you hate like doing something that, you know, you have to do, for example, bookkeeping, mm-hmm. outsource that because you can outsource it for relatively inexpensively and you'll be so happy come tax time that you did that. Oh, yep. That's <laughs> Yep. Yeah. That's a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to the budget, mom, right? You got to set aside right? exactly. quarterly taxes oh. as independent. Uh, yep. Self-employed, person. all that stuff. Yep. Yep. That's been a huge learning curve, too. So that's what I would say to an entrepreneur is like, get a CPA immediately because there's different ways you can set up your business to be as tax effective as possible. So that was something I changed this year and it's going to save us thousands of dollars. And I wish I would have done it eight years ago, you know? Oh, this is your first year getting a CPA or this is your first year? No, I've had, I've had a CPA, but I switched um, in 2019, I switched. And so I was set up as an S corp mm-hmm. or no, I was set up as an LLC rather. And now I switched to S corp. So I pay myself like I'm an employee. So taxes are coming out. I'm also having to pay employer taxes, but instead of um, running like everything through our personal returns, now my business has a separate return. So I'm only taxed on what I'm actually paying myself versus what my net income was because those numbers are very different. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that's going to be a huge game changer. So this will be our first year filing with my business as an S-Corp. So yeah. I'm sure I lost like several people listening. They're like, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm tracking. Well, I used to have a photography business. Oh, okay. Way back, like yeah, film days. I went to oh, cool. my my degree is in visual arts education with emphasis oh, okay. on photography. So like setting up oh, a dark cool. room for like high school oh, kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and all the way down to like kindergarten, like construction paper. It's like a K twelve licensure. It was at the time. So, yeah. um. Yeah, the whole scene of like education at that point was like they didn't really need a lot of art teachers, I guess. And so right. I was like, "What else am I gonna do?" So I just kind of, yep, slang, slang, swung my camera around. <laughs> <laughs> you need a Christmas card, don't you? Parents? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Well, and yeah, so I'm trying to figure out what I want to do like long term too, because I'm like, okay, I'm getting older. I'm gonna be 40 this year, and. I'm just like, okay, how much longer do I want to keep doing this? And I did it. It was a great, great job too when my kids were little because it gave me so much flexibility, but I would shoot a lot on the weekends because that's obviously when people want to have shoots done. And now my life has shifted a little bit where the weekends are kind of when we have all like our tournaments and different things going on with our family. And I 
So I'm finding that I don't want to shoot on weekends as much now. So I'm just kind of in this transition of figuring out which direction I want to go in the next few years. Yeah. Well, what are your sights set on for 2020? Well, I'm still working through, I'm a big power sheets user. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of those, but it's like a goal planning system. So I'm still in the process of filling those out. Um, hoping to finish that today, but yeah, I really, I'm loving all of this planner stuff and this whole community. Um, and I just, it really fills this creative void that I think I have felt. It's funny. You will understand this being a photographer, like once it becomes your job, you kind of lose a little bit of, of joy and zest for it, I guess, because like now you have to do it to pay your bills. Yeah. Um, so like I've kind of lost my, my creative side a little bit in that and it's become more of a job. So it's been really fun to just have this creative outlet. And again, like my own little corner of the world. Um, so I'm really looking to just grow that more and keep using my planner. Um, uh, yeah. And just my, my big goal is to figure out, make a decision as far as what I want to do with my photography business, uh, my portrait one. Um, and just so I, I'm a big, obviously planner, but I like to plan far in advance and I don't like surprises. I just like to. Could you sell it? Yeah, that's actually something that I explored this year. Um, at the, I thought I had it sold and it fell through, um, oh, but it is sorry. definitely something. No, that's okay. Hey, I learned oh, a lot of good lessons from that. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the right time yet, I guess. So, um, yeah, but I, it's definitely something I'm pers- I'm exploring because it's like ten years of work and, you know, like a lot of contacts on my client list and. I would love to hand it over to somebody that can take great care of, of these people that I've gotten to know so well over the years. But yeah, so that's, that's one thing I'm kind of working on and just trying to make a decision about what to do. So it's hard because I'm a control freak and I'm like, oh, what's coming? <laughs> well, yeah, and a decade kind of feels like around, like, oh, I can put a bow yeah. on that. I did that. Exactly. For 10 years. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And actually you said you had a lot of things kind of going. What, like, what did you, what were you implying? Like, do you like have pop-up craft shops or do you like MLM? Like, what are you, what are you? Oh gosh, no. Um, so yeah, I've got the two, the two photography businesses and then, um, I, I'm really involved in my community. So I'm on the board of directors for our athletic association, um, and I just, I, I love like getting plugged into all these different things in our city. Our, our city's really in this growth mode right now. And so I've been like attending all these different city council meetings and people are joking like, oh, you should run for city council. I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. I don't, I don't need. Oh, come on, Leslie. Me. Nope. Let's do no, this. No, no. I am Jamming not on my politi- planner. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a political person at all. Like I never even watch the news because I just avoid it all. I'm like, I hate all that stuff. I know. I tuned um, in yesterday and I was yes. like, I should really watch the news. I'm like, okay, Australia's on fire. So there's right? that. Oh and I'm like, wow, yes. the world. I know. We were at the airport and they yeah. had CNN on and my daughter's like watching all these bombing things in Iraq and she's like, what is all that? And I'm like, yeah, this is why we don't watch the news because like there's nothing we can do about it in this moment ourselves. Like I'd rather focus on the things that I can help make the world a better place, you know? So. Right. Um, like at like my church. city council. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Oh gosh. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Not, never say never. Never say never. But yeah. you know, who knows? But um, no, I'm on the worship team also at my church. So I sing there about three or four times a month usually. Um, yeah. So just have lots of different things that I'm in. And then I also have a part-time insurance job that I started about a year and a half ago because knowing that I might be dwindling or selling my photography business or just kind of closing that chapter. I wanted to get back into a job that is more regular hours. That's kind of in my wheelhouse of doing administrative things that I love. And um, so that is actually right in downtown Rosemount as well, two doors down from where my studio is. And it's a good (laughs) friend of mine owns the agency. So I work for her a couple days a week. So yeah, so that's kind of what I mean. Like I have all these different plates in the air and people are like, Oh, how many jobs do you have now? <laughs> so, and that might be part of the reason I've kept the planner thing on the down low, just because <laughs> I'm like, I know they're going to be like, Oh, great. What's this now? You know, what do you, you have a YouTube channel? Oh, you know, but do you know, I, um, yeah. I have a question about, cause I have some friends that are really <laughs> active in the Rosemont athletics and they're actually like building oh. in Rosemont right now. Yes. Um, okay. do you know, the, yeah. you know, the Coralies. 
Does that yes, sound Yes, then they just, yeah, the Hope Fieldhouse. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so funny that you know them. Such a small world. Yeah, she's a fellow homeschool mom. and Oh, awesome. Yes, yeah. they're a great family. Yeah, it's something like, I haven't followed it super closely, but they're building basically mm-hmm. a huge gymnasium. Yeah, it's like a huge gym space. Yeah, so our, one of our main needs in the Rosemont area is more gym space and fields space. Um, and so they're, they actually just broke ground for it a couple of weeks ago. It's been a long time coming. So, um, yeah, so it's a private facility and there you're going to have, I believe, four gyms in there. So that will be huge for our community to have that. And then the city's also working on like a big community center project as well that I think will open in 2021. Um, so I've been watching that closely. So because my kids have been personally impacted by the lack of gym space and fields and um, it's, I really like, there's so many young families moving to this area. I'm mm-hmm. just really passionate about making sure like we have enough amenities for our kids and, um, you know, and for the older people in our community too, like there's no, there's no gym for like, with like a walking space or anything. So I know the Hope Fieldhouse is going to have a walking track and like a workout facility and things like that in there too. So it'll be awesome. It'll be a great asset to the community. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, do you... Did you build when you moved in? We we bought new construction, but we didn't build it. Um, it was okay. like a house. This is like how creepy I am. When you sent me your oh, headshot for the album, yeah. I was like, those floors look so nice. Like, oh my gosh. No, so, okay. So I'm not even looking story. at your smile. I'm like, oh, oh look at that white like, trim. Oh, wow. No, that's you actually know? not, that's not even my house. So when I was in <laughs> Dallas, when I was in Dallas, my friend, she is starting like a home organizing business and, um. So her and I were like, let's do a photo shoot in your house because her house is so pretty and cute. So we literally did a photo shoot like on Monday and those were the pictures. <laughs> so those are like fresh out of the hatch, man. Like, oh, I'm wow. like, oh, my roots need to be done. No, but so that is not my house. I mean, my house, I love my house. It's great. But my house is not that nicely decorated nor clean. So I know hers was so cute and she has such great natural light and all that. So I wish that was my house, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I was like, because mm. I, yeah, well, I just know there's a lot of new buildings in Rosemont too. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that, I wonder if they did a, like you were um, home remodeler type, you know? Oh, no, not right. I'm or like hired, like hired out, hired out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my husband's not very handy. So if I want anything done, I usually got to hire it out or figure it out myself. <laughs> Yeah. So. Hey, it makes you stronger, right? Yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. So we're slowly, our house is about 10 years old now. Um, so we're slowly starting to update like carpeting and oh, but that stuff is so expensive. You don't realize it until you're like, oh, let's do new hard floors in the main level. Oh, just kidding. Not so much. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yep. I've lived in a fixer upper for like eight years oh, <laughs> and wow. it's, still a fixer upper but yep. it's home it's exactly home. and at the end of the day like my kids don't care like how clean my floors are right like they really don't like they just care that they're loved and have a safe place to to land and you know that they know we're there for them they don't care what the wall color is or any of that that's right although I I I care <laughs> a well, little I for bit. sure care I, I totally sure. care yeah 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 and I think yeah. some of it passes down depending on how your kids, you know, operate or what, sure. how they're wired or stuff. Cause, uh, I asked, um, my girls, like what they do with their savings is hilarious. Oh, yeah. They're like, and, okay, maybe you would see through this as a heavy handed mother, but I swear I am not like forcing my kids to be like this, but I mean, it may be suggestive is all I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, you could get a new light fixture with oh, all that yeah, garage sale money. You know, and, sure. they they're like, oh, oh so totally. And I think, yeah, yeah the, the ages that like your kids are like my daughter's going to be 11 in yeah. March. So she's the same similar age. And like she totally is into how her room looks like she asked for a Pinterest account because she wanted to start saving ideas. She wants to paint it this spring and like get a new bed. So she definitely she's so much like me. It's kind of scary. Like all the creativity, all of that is in her. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I like that though. It's kind of fun that she cares. Um, and then she gets to kind of design her own room. I remember wanting, I wanted a black and re- white room so badly when I was a kid in the nineties and my mom would not let me paint my room black. Now I understand why, but I was like, I just want black walls. 
my mom let me, but they weren't oh, pure God. black. Right. They were feathered. Okay, we're we're the same age, pretty much. You're yeah, just, yeah. My because I just turned. You just turned forty. Yep. So yeah. I'll be forty next November. Yeah. So, yeah, very similar. And okay, so I had feather ticking. Do you remember, or do you know what that oh, is? No. Is that where you like painted with feathers on the wall? No. Like with a feather duster. Yeah, literally. Like oh, either Lord. sponge painting, where you would take a sponge and dab it in the paint, and then just like oh, dab yeah. it on the wall in like a yes. random pattern. Like, remember the sponge painting? Like I even did that in our first house in the foyer. Like I did sponge painting. Oh yeah, or rag rolling was another one. Yes. We put a rag in there oh, and then kind of like put it up. Um, totally. Feather ticking was a thing where you would take a legit feather duster, like with okay. feathers, and then you lightly tap it in the paint okay. and then lightly tap it on the wall. So it would be like much more like smaller, like stripy, scattered okay. look than a sponge. So okay. I had listen to this black. Okay. Because on a white wall, I had black, yeah. turquoise, and <gasps> purple. Oh my word. I was in heaven. It you was a nice awesome. mom. My mom I never would have let me do that. <laughs> I really, really did have a very, very nice, generous parents that were like, okay. And That's then totally the, the part that I look back on though is like, maybe they should have told the line a little bit is um, they were actually finishing the basement. So I was in high school at some point. So I kind of got to pick as I went, uh-huh. I went down to the basement and there was a bathroom um, somewhat connected and they let me pick tile in turquoise. Oh my purple. word. <laughs> it was mostly oh white. Gosh. They were just details, but I'm like looking now, like knowing what that meant. Like, yes. Tile is not a quick yeah. fix. Like, no, ugh. it's not paint color. Like, paint can no. be painted over very easily, but tile, no. Oh my goodness. No. That so is so funny. Like, I just, it was the best. And so when my daughter, my now 12 and a half year olds, uh-huh. wanted to do her room at 10. I was just like helping facilitate the colors, but it, she really wanted the peach and the seafoam green. Right. Um, kind of a, almost kind of like a minty green, but it yeah. was just, that was the, the, you know, two years ago was like, it yeah. just was popping, I guess. And I was like, okay, so she has three green walls and one peach wall. Oh, pretty. You know, it's, yeah, it's something. <laughs> it is. I mean, like, it's something right and so but I because I remember my mom doing that for me and it like changed it like gave me so much oh yeah like well it was your own space yeah like you picked it like I can choose you know and so I wanted to have her have that same experience so now at 12 and a half she has her actually has a paint sample in her room right now of course it's gray and she wants to change it yeah well because I thought when we did so my daughter's room is where my photography studio used to be and so when when I moved all that stuff out I was like great I'm gonna paint it like a gray because then that's a neutral and then as her tastes change we can just update things like the curtains and her bedspread yeah like we can just change the colors out so it was gray and hot pink and then she switched to teal because her and I both are obsessed with teal. But now she wants white walls. And I'm like, oh, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so. Talk about the full circle. Coming full circle on this I episode. Know. You know, like with the planner colors and everything else. Totally. White walls. Totally. It, yeah, like next she's going to be asking for like a fig tree and like oh macrame hangings oh, on the so wall. That's totally on her Pinterest board. So, yeah. yeah. I know it's coming. That's, it's just funny to see what her tastes are like compared to you know like us moms or whatever too and what the whatever. Like, you don't want a barn board that says established 2002 oh my word. like oh my gosh, that'd be so funny <laughs> you, don't, you don't want some white pictures like way. like a collection of 10 gray dun mugs oh for no reason right oh <laughs> i don't understand you <laughs> oh my word yes totally you mentioned in all the things you had to do besides yeah we're painting walls we're making companies um living our life yeah but one thing that I notice in some of the comments that you make either on social media or even in the episode is one thing that really ties them all together for you is like your faith and your contributions to your church can you tell me about your faith planner like how what that means to you what 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 is it and like did you ever figure out what to do with your monthly spreads? Because I, I know did. you were asking. 
that. Yes, I was. So I do keep a separate faith planner. I did try to incorporate it in my catch all one. And I just found that, you know what? I like having it separate because then it's like not, I'm not distracted by all the other things in my planner. Um, I, I need to work on my discipline for my faith planner and just spending more time with God anyways, this year, that's definitely one of my goals. But, um, so what I've been doing is for the monthly spread, cause I was really struggling with how to use that page. So I decided to use it as like a gratitude blog. Cause I figured one thing every day I can just go in there like the next morning or that night and just write down one highlight of my day. Like I've really learned over the years that practicing gratitude really makes me more content and not, you know, fall into that comparison trap trap and feel like, oh, they, their life is perfect and mine's not and all these things. So I've been really trying to do that. So that's worked out pretty well to use that monthly part for um, practicing gratitude because it's not a ton of space, but it's enough to write just one little highlight that happened or one thing I'm grateful for. Um, and then in the weekly part, um, so I kind of go through different seasons with what I do with my faith planner for that. Um, if I'm doing a Bible study, which I was doing one, the Priscilla Shire discerning the voice of God. I was doing that one with a few ladies from my church. Um, so the way I did that was I broke it, um, into five, there's there's like five days basically per week in the study. So I broke that out, uh, within the weekly part of the planner. And each day I would just kind of take some notes or go back once I've highlighted everything for that day and just put the highlights or the things that really stood out to me in that part of my planner. Um, and then I was also trying to write like a verse of the day from my Bible app, up at the top of the weekly part as well. Um, So I've totally been slacking on that the last couple of weeks with the holidays and being out of town. So I do need to like get that figured out for 2020 so I can get that back into my daily routine. But that's kind of how I've been using it. It's been really nice to have a place to dedicate all that stuff to. Where do you find your verse of the day? Is that like a app that pops up to you or? Yeah, so the version Bible app. Um, they have a verse of the day. And so you're able to set a daily reminder to pop up on there and you can tell it what time you want it to be at. So I usually have it pop up around 8, 10 or so, because that's kind of when we're getting ready for school and that kind of thing. And it's a nice little time of day to just have some positive words come my way. So yeah, so I just, I just use that right now. And are, do you do a special like sticker sets for that or are you using the happy planner stickers just from anything or like yeah I pretty much use exclusively the happy planner stickers right now um they just came out with some new faith ones so I do have those um yeah I I don't do it since it's a a lot of it is like the journaling and the writing I don't use a ton of the stickers it's more like to decorate or um like on above or on the side so I'm not using a ton of decorative um, decorative stickers for that. So it's probably why I don't post as many pictures from that as I, as I do my other planner, because it's not really that interesting looking. (laughs) Kind of looks the same every week. (laughs) Well, don't, uh, yeah. A lot of us do, unless we're changing up our like layouts every week. Right. But I think like the less is more is really going to be talk about a trend. Less yeah. is more is coming. So yeah, I agree. You never know. And people are really into neutral. I know that's one thing in the happy planner community. People are like, we want a neutral planner. And some of the ones in these last yeah. couple of releases have had a lot of color and things. And people are just like, no, I just want something plain so I can make it how I want it to look. So yeah, I agree that it's going to be interesting in 2020 to see if the, the decorative trends go towards more simple, I already feel like they're getting more pastel and softer tones and um, just more understated. Yeah, I I agree. I definitely think that too. But also for like the happy planner, like as a company, you can't please everyone. Right. So I could totally see like them just, but yet they have so many releases and such a variety. Right. You're like, why can't you throw us a bone? Okay. I know, right? Just give us an undated <laughs> Just like an undated, really neutral planner. I mean, they would probably sell out in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like a cloth and paper look or mm-hmm. Notique. Yep. Or Notique is a newer brand coming up. It has like okay. a Q in it that's really sure. posh looking. So anyways. All right. Before you go, yeah. I'm going to 
put you through a round of list making. Okay. Let's play List It, timed lightning round of list making. And since you are the owner of 10 Tiny Toes and photographer extraordinaire, I'm going to have you list many camera <laughs> terms as you can in 20 seconds. Ready, set, go. Canon, Lightroom, Photoshop, memory card, flash, ISO, aperture, shutter speed, lens, camera, uh, backdrop, studio, prop. Uh, oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought. Ah, ah. Let's see, off camera flash. In one second. <laughs> Frame, uh, <laughs> rule of thirds. Uh, these are more than you one got words. it. You got. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. That's a timer. You are. Okay. Those don't count. Oh my gosh. I, those do not count. Okay. No worries. <laughs> I was like, um, it's harder than you think. <laughs> I meant to do all the brands too, like Canon, Nikon, Sony. Oh, you can. Yeah. 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 But of course, now they come to me after the timer. That's stops. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the timer stops, it's all yeah, you know. Totally. And anyone listening's like, you could have thought of that, but as soon as that timer's on you, it's like your brain it gets freezes. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Funny. Well, thanks for playing List yeah. It, and thanks for coming. Yeah, I really had fun. fun getting to know you more. Yeah, thank you. And I'd love to collaborate with you more Absolutely. in the future. I mean, we're so close. Why not? Yeah, hopefully we can meet in person one of these days. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, thanks thank so, much, so much, Amy. And then, um, will you say again, like? I know you said beloved plans, mm-hmm. but like, do you have a content schedule? Like when can we expect things from you or do you just kind of post it? Yeah. So I try to post plan with me videos once a week, um, try to get them up on Sunday nights, but that doesn't always happen. Um, and then usually every month I will do um, like a, a flip through of my past month planner and a monthly budget update um, and like the monthly setup videos too as well for my different planners. So that's kind of usually on Instagram is the best place to start and see my, my uh, stream of content. Um, I try to post about three to five times a week. So yeah, that's the best place to find me. All right. All right. See you there. All right. Bye Amy. All right. Bye. Thanks. It was so fun having you along for today's conversation, listeners. If you are listening to this and you are on social media and do a screenshot, I'd love if you tag Planner Lifestyle Podcast so I can repost you on Instagram or even put up um, uh, a a photo in my Facebook group um, just to let other people know about the podcast. That really does help if you want to make some ratings on your favorite podcast app. Um, to get the word out. I'd be forever grateful. Thank you so much. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the Minnesota accents. All right. Yeah, sure. You betcha. Bye. See you later, guys.